0: Thank you so much for joining us today. We're always encouraged to know God is working through New Beginnings to touch lives. So if you have a story to share of how God's working in your life, please let us know. Send us an email at newbeginningsnj.org. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. I'm excited to bring this message tonight um, because amazing things happen when the people of God assemble together for united or for corporate prayer, amazing things. There are so many examples that we have throughout the Bible. But I'm gonna, we're gonna be taking a very close look at one of those examples tonight. It's a long portion of scripture. If you'd like to read in your Bible, please feel free to do so, or you can read up along on the screens right now. But the backstory story is this. There was a king by the name of Jehoshaphat. He was the king of the nation of Judah. And Judah and Jerusalem were facing a very dire situation. Three enemy armies banded together to come against Judah and Jerusalem, and they were far outnumbered militarily. It was a big, a big loss in, the, in their column. And word got to the king about these three different armies banding together and coming against them. And he knew that they had in the natural Naturally speaking, they had absolutely no possibility of winning this battle. Let's go to 2 Chronicles chapter 20 and we're gonna start reading in verse one. It happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat saying, a great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea from Syria, and they are in Hazazan Tamar, which is Engedi. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord, and from all the cities of Judah they came to seek the Lord. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand is there not power and might, so that no one is able to withstand you? Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel? and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever? And they dwell in it, and have built you a sanctuary in it for your name, saying, if disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this temple, and in your presence, for your name is in this temple, and cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save and now here are the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, the three enemy armies, who you would not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and did not destroy them. Here they are, rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your possession, which you have given us to inherit. O our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude, that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. Now all Judah, with their little ones, their wives and their children, stood before the Lord. Then the spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, in the midst of the assembly. And he said, this is Jehaziel said, listen, all you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude for the battle is not yours but God's. Tomorrow go down against them. They will surely come up by the ascent of Ziz." and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear. We sang that tonight. I will not fear. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them for the Lord is with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, he prostrated himself, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord, worshiping the Lord, amen? Amen. Now, to cut to the end of this, we're not gonna read to verse 30, but I encourage you to read one through 30 to read the entire account. What ended up happening was, Jehoshaphat obeyed the Lord's instruction. The Lord's instruction came through the prophet who prophesied, gave the instruction as a result of the corporate prayer, the Spirit of God moved and answered the prayers of God's people because they sought Him, they determined to seek Him and set their eyes upon Him. The Holy Spirit moved, gave them the instruction, told them the end result, and they simply followed Him. They followed the Lord's instruction because God assured them, I will be with you, amen? And we know that God is with us, see, The king, King Jehoshaphat, he didn't know because if you read in the chapter before, something pretty harsh was spoken against him. Something good was spoken also. But what happens is the kings needed to know, are you going with us or are you not going with us? And if they didn't know if he was going with them, that was a pretty precarious position because they were assured to a defeat. But when God told them, I will be with you, I will go with you and do this, They heeded the words of the Lord and what happened was the Lord actually set ambushments among these three different military groups and they ended up self-slaughtering they ended up turning against Ammon turned against Seir and this one turned against Moab and then when Ammon was left then Ammon turned against itself now that may not be the order that it was in but the point I'm trying to make was they self-slaughtered there was such a spirit of confusion upon them that they turned on themselves and the victory was amazing they experienced Judah and Jerusalem experienced an overwhelming victory talk about an easy one Amen? So tonight, what we're going to be doing, we're going to wrap up this eight-week teaching on prayer, and we're going to be looking closely at corporate prayer or united prayer. And that's exactly what Jehoshaphat did when he heard the news that the great multitude was coming against him and the people. The amplified version of verses three through five are really interesting. We're going to take a look at that right now. Then Jehoshaphat feared. Yeah, the Bible says that that fear was a paralyzing fear. He was, have you ever been so afraid of something? Has that ever, anybody ever experienced that in here? You're so afraid you literally feel paralyzed? That happened to me once in my life. It was actually a spirit of fear um, that came upon me. He was that afraid because he knew that, that they were done for. So what did he do when he experienced that fear, when he heard that bad report? You hear a bad report in your lives, financially, uh, relationally, something physically comes, you hear a bad report and fear just comes like this tidal wave at you. That's what happened to him and he was frozen stiff but he made a decision to set himself and to seek the Lord and the Amplified says Jehoshaphat set himself determinedly as his vital need to seek the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. So the people of Judah gathered together, they gathered together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from all the cities of Judah to see the Lord, longing for him with all their heart. Church, when we gather together, when you pray individually or we gather together corporately, It is imperative, it is important, it is necessary and vital, just as it was with the king, that we seek God with our entire heart, not just half-heartedly, not just checking our watch to see when we can go home, that we put everything else out of our mind, just like we do when we come to church to worship, and we give that time to God, we give our attention, we give ourselves, we give him our complete attention. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly. There's a difference here, and we're gonna look at that. There was a gathering, they were gathered all together, but then he stood, the king stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord. So what happens? Here, what happened then was the king called everybody together and he stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem. In other words, he called a corporate assembly. Now, the word assembly means this. Put simply, it, is a, it, it has, what defines or characterizes an assembly is this, it has purpose and it has order. I shared this example when we had um, corporate prayer down at the Bayville campus a while ago and I thought this would be a great opportunity to share it again with, with all of you, but a complete jigsaw, a completed jigsaw puzzle is a great example of an assembly. When the individual pieces are in the box, they're gathered together, right? Say a 500-piece puzzle. Those 500 pieces are gathered together. But unless you look at the top of the box to see what the finished product should look like, Those individual pieces are really without form. There's no particular order to them. They're just thrown into the box. Some might be upside down with no image. Others might have a little, you know, a picture on top of them. However, when they are assembled, when they are put in their proper position, the image that is imprinted on them is revealed, and they become what the designer of the puzzle intended for them to be. So in the box, they're gathered together, right? But when they're assembled, there's a form, there's a purpose for that puzzle, and it can only be seen in its entirety when every piece is in its proper position. That is exactly what happened when the king and the people of Judah assembled, not just gathered, but assembled to seek the Lord. The picture of what God had for their future was revealed as the prophet spoke forth by the unction of the Holy Spirit. The picture of what God had for the future was revealed, and it was a picture of victory, amen? It was a picture of salvation, a picture of all their enemies being defeated, not by their might, not by their strength, but by the mighty hand of God. And it's only when we put our individual pieces together in corporate or united united prayer that we become, or what is revealed to us as a corporate assembly, it's only then that it's revealed. Now the king, we're not told specifically whether or not he sought out the Lord on his own behalf privately in his own time. He went to the castle. Um, and you know, he prayed and he sought God, but the emphasis here in this portion of scripture, verses one through 30, is of this corporate assembly. Judah and Jerusalem all gathered together and then they assembled. Notice something, in verse 17, we're gonna go back and look at that as a standalone. Verse 17 says, you will not need to fight in this battle, and what I want us to look at is position yourselves. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. This phrase emphasizes the, the the truth or the fact that all God's people in God's assembly have a particular role to fulfill. You're all here tonight, and there's a particular role for you to fulfill. If you are born of God, if you are born again, and God's spirit dwells within you, There is a part of this puzzle of the grand design that is New Beginnings Church that you bring to the table. How many people used to do those um, crossword or jigsaw puzzles on card tables? Wasn't that cool? I love that. Sometimes at my grandmother's house that, I'm taking a little detour here. Sometimes that little card table would sit at my grandmother's house forever because she wouldn't touch the puzzle until all the grandchildren came and we worked on it again together. Okay, I digress, let me get back to the notes. So only when we put our pieces together in corporate prayer do we have that grand designer image that God desires to reveal to all of us because we are one body, amen? We are, if you are a member here, if God has called you to new beginnings, then you belong here, you are a part of the body of Christ and you have a position to take up you have a particular role to fulfill. You have a spiritual role for which you are divinely equipped. Say this after me I am, I am. divinely equipped. Divinely. Amen. Isn't that awesome? You're not just a body sitting in a chair just speaking some words and oh let somebody else pray. No, you have a part to play and a very important part to play. What would it be like if we put the, a 500 piece puzzle together and there was one part one missing? If there were only 499 puzzle pieces. That is so frustrating. We'd probably see most of the picture, but it would be incomplete. Or what if a few weren't in? It would it would be so lacking. It would not be complete. All believers have a a particular supply of the Spirit of God inside of them that flows in a very unique and very distinct way. What flows through you may not flow, the way the Spirit of God, it's the same Spirit, the way the Spirit of God flows through you in prayer may be very different from the way that he flows through you. In me in prayer I know I pray with certain individuals and one person that I'm thinking of in particular we just get together and it's like the minute we we go to pray our hearts are so focused on God we come into agreement with the Word of God and it's like you are right I mean literally in the presence of God and you know oh my gosh that prayer was so effective we really hit the hit the target Ephesians chapter four, verses 15 and 16. We're gonna read that next. Grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body, and we're gonna focus on these next several words, joined, a puzzle piece when assembled is joined, right? Knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share, and we'll finish, but I wanted to focus on the joined and knit together portion. It causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Church, we each have a part to play a specific role in God's assembly, especially here tonight, because we've been talking over the last seven weeks, eight weeks now, about prayer. We've practiced prayer at the end of each of our um, services. We're going to do that again tonight. But the point I want to make to you tonight is that we each bring a supply of God's Spirit. That supply is to complement your supply, complements my supply. My supply complements your supply. Our supplies might supplement one another and I want us to look at those two words because there's a difference between something that complements something and something that will supplement something. The definition of the word complement is to means to strengthen or add something, add to something that already exists. So to complement or to strengthen or to add to something that already exists. We might think of food. And what would complement this dish? I'm having a beef dish. What would complement this? I'm not gonna make a chicken pilaf, or if I'm having a beef dish, I'm gonna have a beef, something that will complement it, not compete with it, did you get that? When it comes to corporate prayer, competition isn't in it. That's not where it's at. It's a complementary, it's something that complements and it adds to something that already exists, but then the word supplement means this, to bring elements together and to create something new supplement, to bring elements together and create something new. And the perfect example of this is a rainbow. If one of those colors that are in a rainbow stood on its own, it would be gorgeous just to see that stretching across the sky. Maybe whatever your favorite color is. I like blue. Um, a, that, a, just a blue streak across the sky would be spectacular. But add to it all of the other colors colors in the rainbow and the additional colors add to or complement the original color but something really cool happens when those colors meld or they blend together for example yellow blends with blue and they create something brand new they make green something that wasn't there before the two came together to supplement one another. When red and yellow come together and blend or meld, we have orange, a totally different color. And the same is true when we come together for corporate or united prayer. Not only do our individual anointings and gifts complement one another, but when certain members come together brand new spiritual supplies are created. Isn't that exciting? Brand new, it's amazing. We can pray on our own, and I like to give this example. We can pray, and if there was a baby grand piano up here on the platform, and I had a job to do in prayer, and I knew that my prayer assignment was to move this situation in prayer. And I was working in tandem with the Holy Spirit, just by myself. Um, in personal prayer time, and I got behind that baby grand piano, and it had little casters on it, and I was able to push that thing. I would be, you know, probably almost straight out, pushing it across the platform to get it from here to there. But if a bunch of you you were here, if we were all here together, and we were assembled for a purpose, and we, our purpose was let's get that grand, baby grand piano from there to here, We'd all get behind that thing and in no time at all with very little effort, very little effort, right across the platform, amen? That's a picture of corporate or united prayer. When God brings us together as a body to have us pray out his plans so that the Spirit of God can bring them forth or reveal them to Pastor Joe and the executive board, we do that on purpose. We don't do that just to gather, to have a prayer gathering. We are assembling with a purpose, and I hope after this teaching tonight, you're going to see corporate prayer or a prayer assembly a little bit differently. It's unique and specific because you're here. You're each all here. I'm not trying to say that to puff anybody up. It's the truth. It's the word. You have a supply of the spirit of God that you bring to the table, and as all of art, all the anointings blend and mix together the spirit of god moves in amazing amazing ways when we assemble together and as i finish and draw near to god the power of corporate prayer or united prayer is released the enemy's forces will always be confounded and the church will advance the kingdom of god here on this earth amen amen Thank you so much for joining us today. We're always encouraged to know God is working through new beginnings to touch lives. So if you have a story to share of how God's working in your life, please let us know. Send us an email at newbeginningsnj.org. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today.